service. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, Discos, I've got something special for you guys. You asked, we listened, and now it's finally here. Introducing Disgraceland All Access, our very first official membership program. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow Discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership and sign up today. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about Skip James, Poltergeist, and 80s horror movies, Dark Tropics, and other Irish rock and roll, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. And as always, a whole lot of Rosie. All right, discos, let's get into it. Yes, 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 we are here, I am here, as you are here, as we are all together, good people of the earbud internet, welcome to another episode of The After Party. You know the drill, you know the dealio, skip James, skip James, have you heard the Skip James episode of Disgraceland? Have you recovered? Have you, Discos, have you have you gone to bed at night wearing a cup, maybe, all you male Discos out there? How, you find yourself sitting cross-legged, maybe a little squeamish? I would be too. I'm not going to spoil the um, more cutting parts of this Skip James episode for those who haven't yet heard it, but I do want to talk about this episode because it is one of my favorites. It's definitely the most dick-centric episode that we've done, but again, I don't want to spoil anything. I will say, however, that in this episode, I tried really hard in all seriousness uh, to get across the particular type of violence that Skip James encountered as a young man in the earlier part of the 20th century. Not just violence and, like I said, a, a, a particular type of violence, but also the lawlessness. America back then, especially in the South around the time of the Depression, it was the prevailing culture of violence that made, well, 
living, surviving, actually, especially for a black man, incredibly challenging, to say the least. Skip James, in researching him, in, in figuring out this character, uh, struck me as more of a character out of like an old Sam Peckinpah Western uh, than he did a blues musician, though, of course, he was a blues musician and he was this sort of old timey tough guy. Uh, so I, I get into all of that in this episode. And for those of you who, who may or may not have seen me um, at the Newport Folk Festival last summer uh, doing this performance with Adam Wiener from Loka Connie about Skip James and doing, doing this quote-unquote episode, uh, we just really skimmed the surface when we took this live. Uh, I, of course, it's a different medium, not able to get under the hood completely with an artist like I am in the podcast episode. So if you're looking at this and you're like, uh, I saw him do this at Newport, I'm going to skip the podcast episode. Don't. You're going to get a lot more in here, like a lot more than you got uh, on stage if you were there at Newport. And um, yeah, if you see the name Skip James in your feed, and you're like, who the hell is Skip James? And you didn't know who he is. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. You didn't know who Big Lurch was, did you? And you got a hell of an episode there, right? So same here. You're getting an incredible episode, an incredible story that you have not heard before. I guarantee it. Uh, and even if you're a blues fan, a blues aficionado, uh, I like to think that hopefully I got to a place here with this character that is new and exciting, and this isn't the story that you would be expecting. So uh, I, I invite all of you to listen to the recent Skip James episode. It is one of my favorites. Um, I think you're going to dig it. So check that out. Uh, also, in the news of uh, recent releases over in the Badlands feed, that's right, the Badlands feed is starting to cook up again. Go over there and subscribe. Over in the Badlands feed, we just released, uh, re-released, I should say, the Poltergeist episode that we had done. Uh, for those of you who, like myself, grew up in the 80s and were glued to cable TV and, and obsessed with horror and raunchy comedy, uh, for horror anyways, the Poltergeist episode, hopefully this is about the, the curse of, of the Poltergeist movie, which is a really fascinating topic. If you don't know about this, I invite you to check it out. Um, like I said, this is a re-release of a previously released Badlands episode. We are gearing that feed up for the May 3rd launch of the new Badlands season. Uh, so that's coming quick. But uh, this Poltergeist episode, it really got me thinking, you know, about 80s horror and how that was a, such a such a specific time for, for horror movies. And and just even now, it's like even the bad stuff or the immediate stuff I thought was I was kind of interested in as a kid, but not really. Uh, I love it now. I, there's so there's so much great '80s horror. I'm not telling anyone anyone anything that they don't know. Um, but I, there's almost so much of it. I don't even know how to organize my my thinking around it. You know, it's like where where do we go? Do we go like Friday the Thirteenth? Do we go? Uh, do we go uh, uh, Jason Voorhees? Do we go? Do we go uh, Lost Boys? Something a little more high concept. Um, where do you go? What What are the horror movies? I guess is what I'm asking. What are the '80s horror movies? Give me five. Give me your top five '80s horror movies. Does Poltergeist even uh, make the list? I don't know. Maybe it does. Um, let me know what your what your top five are. I, what did I just mention? I mentioned Poltergeist. I mentioned uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Lost Boys. I guess I'd throw The Shining in there. That's 1980, I believe. If you want to go totally highbrow, um, 
And then, of course, there's all the, the sort of the Stephen King stuff that wasn't very good at the time. What are your top five 80s horror movies? That's the question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit rambling about that. That is the question very directly put. What are your top five 80s horror movies? Let me know. Hit me up at Disgraceland Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can also let me know what you thought of the Skip James episode there. Kind of a horrific story there, if not a horror episode. Definitely horrific. Uh, what else we got coming down the pike here for episodes? We've got Sharon Tate coming in the Badlands feed. And I mentioned that because... Those episodes are special. They're different episodes. Uh, we do something different there than we've done in any anything any other episode before. It's our first real crossover episode. Uh, those Sharon Tate episodes correlate directly with the Mama Cass episodes of Disgraceland. So those are in the Badlands feed, the Sharon Tate episodes. And they, like I said, there is sort of a Rashomon thing happening there with the Mama Cass Disgraceland episodes. You can check those out too. Um, all right. So, yeah. That's it. That's what we got in the Disgraceland feed. That's what we got in the Badlands feed at Disgraceland Pod. Let me know what your top five 80s horror movies are. Let me know what you thought of the Skip James episode. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break, get back with some voicemails and some texts just after this. All right, let's dive into our ongoing conversation here. You guys know how to get in touch at Disgraceland Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And of course, 617-906-6638 to send me a text or to leave me a voicemail, just like Lee here from the 412. Hey, Jake, this is Lee from the 412. Uh, I was just listening to the re-release of the Guns N' Roses episode and... You're talking about Aerosmith, and I really think we need to have an Aerosmith episode. I hope that's in the can, or at least in the works. Um, Anyway, have a good one, and happy Easter. Take care, Jake. Bye-bye. All right, Lee, thanks for the voicemail. Yes, Aerosmith, Boston's bad boys. I hate that term. I can't stand that term. But, uh, yeah, Aerosmith, a band that I have a true love-hate relationship with. I fucking hate Aerosmith sometimes, man. I just do. You know the dude in the Big Lebowski and his feelings toward the Eagles? That's that's Aerosmith for me. Uh, but then again, I love him. I actually listened to uh, I listened to Pump the other day on purpose. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I think I even I did. I even after that I went I went permanent vacation. If you can believe that, I wanted to hear Ragdoll. Uh, but then sometimes I hear those songs and I just, I, I fucking loathe them with the power of a thousand burning suns. I just cannot stand that band sometimes. But then sometimes I'm just, I'm there for it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's familiarity. Maybe it, it truly does breed contempt growing up in Boston around that band, sort of. I find them to be uh, absolutely hysterical uh, at times, and if not maddening. Anyways, to answer your question before I ramble on here, uh, they are Aerosmith. Yes, we have an episode coming up in season 12, uh, coming up soon. So there you go. There you go, Lee. 
that's coming your way. All right, let's get into another voicemail here. Uh, I'm going to play a voicemail here from Aaliyah, who has called in before. I don't usually uh, give give space for the sort of double call. I guess I do. Uh, now that I'm saying this, I, I'm remembering from a past After Party episode not too long ago where I played someone else. What am I What am I getting at here? Maybe we're getting to this like long-time caller thing here that the, the radio jocks have with their listeners. Uh, anyhow, I chose Aaliyah's voicemail here because I remember distinctly the last time I played her voicemail, I fucked up the pronunciation of her name. I think I called her uh, Alia. <laughs> I apologize. So, Aaliyah, here you go. I'm giving you some more space. Let's hear what Aaliyah from the 678 has to say. What's up, Jake? This is Aaliyah. I know I've called in before <clears throat> from the 678. Uh, I know one of mine made it to the air, and I don't expect you to read or listen to this one since I've been on the air, but I do have two really good recommendations that Maybe you've thought of, maybe you haven't. I think your spin on it would be absolutely amazing, not to mention there are two incredibly huge musical influences in my life, at least, uh, coming up in the 90s. Uh, I was going to say Chris Cornell and uh, Chester Bennington. Both of them, I know, obviously have passed, and I would just really love to hear them on the podcast. Once again, much love to you, and I can't wait for more episodes. All right, Aaliyah, I, uh, I, wanted, I want to get into Chris Cornell. I want to get into Chester. Uh, the suicide stuff, though, is incredibly heavy. And to be honest, I'm not ready to do it right now, but I'm sure I will at some point. I get a lot of requests for these two episodes. Uh, sorry, these two subjects. Maybe I'll try to find a way to combine them into one and just compress all that pain and grief into one 30-minute shot, save myself some um, some heaviness. Uh, but yeah, sooner or later, I wish I had a specific date or season for you, but I don't, but I appreciate the voicemail and I appreciate the request. Let's do one more voicemail here. Let's go with Matt. Uh, play the 815 Matt from Ohio. Hey, Jake, what's up? This is Matt calling you from Ohio. Um, top five movies. I agreed with most of what you said. Uh, I had Goodfellas, The Godfather. I also had Goodwill Hunting, Rocky, and Dallas Buyers Club. Off the top of my head, maybe if I did a little more thinking, some of those numbers could, uh, some of those titles could change. Um, as far as Heat, I remember my brother taking me to see that movie, and that was probably one of the first times I've ever watched a movie where I was actively cheering for the bad guy to win. Robert De Niro really wanted him to, to make it. <laughs> Anyways, love you. Love the show, man. Keep doing an awesome job. Uh, side note, I just started a new job a couple weeks ago, and I'm working with a guy who has a part-time job as a DJ, um, and he was at the very show where Dimebag Daryl was killed. Like, he was, like, right there, um, and that just totally blew my mind. I, I, I literally, li I think I re-listened to that Dimebag Daryl episode, um, and then found that information out for my coworker. So anyway, I thought you might, might, uh get a kick out of that. Thanks for everything, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. All right. Uh, a lot in here. Uh, first of all, solid top five list. We share very similar tastes. Uh, on Heat, I am also with you. I was rooting for De Niro in the end as well. What does that say about us, Matt? I think we're fucked up rooting for the bad guys, just like that Henry Hill quote from Goodfellas. Jimmy was the type of guy who rooted for the bad guys in movies. Yes, yes, he was. And I, I occasionally find myself rooting for the bad guys in movies. But he is a special case because De Niro's the bad guy, but he's also kind of a good guy. Kind of. Kind of. 
kind of, at least the way they set it up. Um, anyway, thanks for calling, Matt. Everyone, thanks for the messages. Thanks for the voicemails. Thanks for the texts. Uh, 617-906-6638. Let's do some texts. Here, let's check out this text from the 646. All right, this is my guy here. Uh, this is the... <laughs> <laughs> My buddy here from New York, he says, uh, one day I'll take a, pics of, a picture of Malcolm X's grave for you. Seen it a bunch of times. My admiration for him is beyond words. And uh, this is my guy who sent me, I, I, I love this texter. He sent, sent me those uh, pictures of the mobsters. Greystones, which I believe were taken in Queens, some Queens Cemetery. I'm not sure. Um, all right. From the 412, another text here. Hi, Jake. Love your podcast. They are my fave. Uh, reading recommendation for you, Biloxi Boys by John Grisham. It was fabulous. Take care and rock a roll. I don't know about this. What is this? I've seen Biloxi Blues, the, uh, the movie with Matthew Broderick and Christopher Walken, which I think is from a Neil Simon play. I could be... Could be right, could be wrong, could be crazy, but I will check out Biloxi Boys. All right. Um, let's do a couple more texts here. From the 586, Jake OG Disgraceland listener, your writing and storytelling for me hooked immediately. I love seeing you succeed outside of music history. Keep that good shit doing, my dude. Get me hooked. All right. Yeah, well, outside of music, we're we're coming back with Badlands, man. We're coming back strong. May 3rd, 586. Make sure you are subscribed in the Badlands feed. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Hey, Jake, Angela from the 313 Hugh fan, H-U-G-H-F-A-N, Hugh fan. Keep up the fantastic work. Your top five movie segment reminds me of the movie High Fidelity with John Cusack. Great movie, by the way. Well, yes, of course. I'm stealing it directly. Uh, she goes on to say, my top five Alfred Hitchcock movies are Rear Window, The Birds, Psycho, Rebecca, To Catch a Thief, in that order. Hmm. You know, I was having this conversation a couple of days ago. Uh, with my wife and my dad and my dad was silent on the issue because he'd never seen rope, but rear window, definitely number one, definitely without a question to catch a thief is probably top five North by Northwest. I said this before. I think it's number two. The Birds, I need to watch again. Psycho, I think is overrated. I know everyone's going to freak out. Rebecca, I've never heard of. Um, I don't know. This, this list has me thinking here. Good job, Angela. Okay, she goes on to say, my personal top five list, personal top five list goes like this. Field of Dreams, Empire Records, Dazed and Confused, 10 Things I Hate About You, I'm an 80s, 90s kid, can't you tell? Robin Hood, Disney version, because it was my favorite as a child, and even now I have no shame either. Again, great job, and as always, rock a roller. Very 90s list, very 90s list. Field of Dreams, number one, whoo! Above Dazed and Confused? I don't know about that. As much as I love baseball, I don't know about that. Um, but I appreciate the text, Angela. Solid list there. Solid, solid, solid list. What else we got here? Hey, Jake, this is from the 928. Great podcast. Been listening since season one. Two suggestions for episodes, Henry Rollins or Dave Navarro. That's Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction, for those of you who don't know. As for re-watching movies, I've watched the Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman, probably half dozen times in the last year or so. Uh, top five movies, number one, Escape from New York, and that's all. <laughs> well done, 928. Um, yeah, Rollins. I've thought of doing the Rollins episode, the whole thing about his 
buddy there getting murdered with him. But um, I don't know. It feels almost too personal in a weird way. Like, I don't want to invade that space because Rollins has mined it so thoroughly in his books. The Dave Navarro one, also very personal. Um, I believe, I don't know this story. I've heard a little bit about it, but I think his parents were murdered. Um, I need to check that out. And and we are right now, just uh, so you know, we are researching a Jane's Addiction episode. And uh, I think we're going to do a story on it. I'm not sure, but it's in the works. We're actively messing with it right now. Let's do one more text here. All right, from the 509. Hey, greetings from the beautiful Pacific Northwest. I've been a listener for a few years now, and I love everything you do. You ask what we do. Well, I'm a baker in the morning and a prep cook in the afternoon. I listen to your podcast on the way to work in the morning in between jobs. I can't wait to see what's next from you. Well, thank you, 509. Yeah, I do. I love hearing what you guys do, what your jobs are, how you make your living, um, how, you, how you find your, your, your way from one end of the day to the other and what you listen to. And I mean this with all sincerity. I am totally grateful and honored that you take me along with you in your headphones throughout your day. You listen to me while you're working, helps pass the time, means a lot to me. Um, you know, I do my version of that as well. I have my podcast that I listen to on my way to and from the gym and at the gym and, you know, when I go on walks with my dog, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's totally relatable and I love hearing it. It makes me happy. Thanks for sending. Uh, 617-906-6638 to get at me, get your texts responded to, and your voicemails. Um, let's do some messages here, some social media messages, at Pod. That's everywhere. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That is TikTok. All right. On Facebook, Russ Malberg writes, quite succinctly, I might add, can you please do Michael Hutchins from In Excess? On Twitter, at the Karen Kelly writes, instead of re-releasing old episodes, it wouldn't kill you to feature an episode on frontman Michael Hutchins in the legacy of In Excess. On Instagram, Chris Onnit writes, hey Jake, I'm not sure how much In Excess are known over in the States, but they were probably the biggest group at the time in the UK and obviously here down under. Anyhow, mate, I'm not sure if it's up your alley, but there's a lot to chew on regarding Michael Hutchinson. Michael Hutchinson, he says, but it's Michael Hutchins, especially with his death and assault, which caused him to lose his senses of taste and sent him down a dark road. Anyhow, let me know what you think. And I'm sure there's several books out on it. Um, all right. You guys noticing anything here? couple things. Uh, one, the people have spoken and the people want an in excess episode. And you guys know me. I'm a man of the people. I listen. I hear you. We hear for you. You know what I'm saying? To quote Tom Wozgams, a great poet of the 21st century. But yes, in excess, it's happening. It's happening soon. I will not deny you the devil inside because I need you tonight. This, this lack of an in excess episode, your in excess love will never tear us apart. Shabu, shabu. The one thing that don't change is Michael Hutchins's everlasting appeal. Therefore, I am here here in front of you on this day to announce that later this year, November 28th to be exact, the Michael Hutchins of In Excess episode of Disgraceland will finally hit your feet. Now, the other thing you notice here is the difference in communication style between the different types of social media user, okay? All right? On um, Facebook, just 
They're very direct. People are very direct. There's, they're, they're, you might read some snark into what they're saying, their, 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 their directness, but it's not really, it's just, it's just, hey, fuck you. This is what I'm saying. Here it is. Bye. That's, that's the Facebook interaction. Okay. Then you get Twitter, you get maximum snark, right? It's not enough that I'm releasing episodes every fucking day, bringing out the archive and releasing, and I might add releasing new full episodes, two of them every week. It's, it's, it's the inherent, it wouldn't kill you to release a Michael Hutchins episode. Yeah, no shit. It wouldn't kill me. You know what else wouldn't kill me? Not fucking around on Twitter. You know why? Because people have major fucking attitudes and it's a pain in the ass. The Twitterverse needs to lighten the fuck up, man. Okay. Take, take a cue from your fellow Instagram users or what happens. I know you're the same users. I know you're on Twitter and you're all fucking pissed off. And then you go over to Instagram. You're all nice and cuddly like Chris on it. Who's just very kindly reminding me that Michael Hutchins was a serious artist and he had a lot going on that fucking led to the direct demise. And it just puts it, it wraps it up in a really kind of nice, dare I say, precious kind of Instagram way, which I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but that's what I prefer. You know, I, I don't know. I can't take the snark. And honestly, the directness on Facebook, it kind of rubs me the wrong way every now and then. I like that sort of too precious Instagram thing. I don't know why. I takes all kinds of people. So I like all, all of you, whoever you are, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't discriminate. Keep it coming. I can take it. I'm a modern man living in a modern world with postmodern views on various modes of modernity. I am, as I said, a man. I spell M-A-M of the people. And I clearly need a break. So I'm going to be back in a flash with some recommendations. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership and an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland, all access 
by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Welcome back to Musicland Stories. Join us for a new aquatic season, exploring the sonic adventures of sea creatures from ghost crabs to octopodies, earworms to mazes of coral reef. Listen to the newest season of Musicland Stories, airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, aquatic adventurers. Captain out. So, we are back. The recommendations part. This is the recommendations part, the part where we recommend the things that need recommending. This is the recommendations part. All right. Denomination Blues by Rye Cooter. A great song. One that came up this past Easter Sunday in conversation with my old man who was schooling me on the different types of religious denominations, how they correlate to 20th century politics. And I asked him how he knew all this, and he condescendingly mentioned that I should probably read more. I know. Lovingly giving one son shit aside, he told me about this song, Denomination Blues by Rye Cooter. We cured it up, and I've been listening to it ever since. It's great. If you don't know it, check it out. You'll dig it. Uh, what else have I been listening to? In addition to Rye Cooter, I'm still on this uh, this this Christian-era Dylan stuff that I talked about in the last After Party. Um, check that out. Slow Train Coming. Great album. Worth mentioning again. But also, I received a DM on Instagram, a very polite, nice DM on Instagram, from a band in Ireland called Dark Tropics. They sent me a song of theirs called Badlands, which is really good. Uh, obviously, they sent me the song because of our series Badlands. Um, however, you know, I was, I was into the song and it, it, I was compelled to, to listen to more from this band. Again, they're called Dark Tropics, young band, um, young kids, young band. And I, and I went and I found this other song of theirs called, it's a new song, their newest, I believe called Midnight 10th of December. All right. This song's great. This song is incredible. Dark, brooding and somehow poppy all at the same time this like they're irish right so they're they got this fucking irish thing i can't i can't explain it it's <laughs> but it's irish <laughs> that's, that's all i can say and i know that 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 is a, a a big shortcoming in 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 way of trying to uh describe something as a as a writer and someone who makes a living with his words but i don't know i don't know what to say just go check these guys out dark tropics particularly this song midnight 10th of december you can find it on spotify youtube wherever uh got me thinking favorite irish bands lots of great irish rock and roll that I feel like we don't talk about enough as coming from that country. You too, obviously, The Undertones, Thin Lizzy. Uh, how about that? You too, The Undertones, Thin Lizzy. You can only listen to one for the rest of your life. Who is it? You too, The Undertones, or Thin Lizzy? You know me, I'm Phil, ride or die, Thin Lizzy, all the way. Uh, I can't deal with half of You 2s catalog. The other half, I think, is borders between mediocre and just truly great. I think Bono is one of the greatest frontmen of all time and his power and range and depth of persona and the compellingness of the character that he's become and becomes on stage. All of that is so powerful that he he is been able to uh, make up and compensate for the shortcomings of his band, which I think are uh, is 
mediocre at best most of the time. Uh, I am tempted here in this moment to completely rip off Henry Rollins' take on The Edge, but I won't do that. You can you can find that wherever. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's also true. Um, and I love The Edge. I love you too. I do. But they're, they're like, you know, greatest rock and roll band on earth status for a lot of people. They're just not that fucking good. And it baffles my mind how they became so goddamn huge. And, and I just chalk it up to Bono's talent. It's it's that extra. It's so damn good. But uh, uh, The Undertones, not as deep of a catalog for me. And uh, Thin Lizzy, however, that's the one. That's the Irish band for me if I got to take one forever. How do you rank them? You two, The Undertones, Thin Lizzy. And then who are the other seven gazillion Irish bands that I'm not mentioning here that are pissing you off uh, in absentia? Let me know. Uh, all right. That's what I'm listening to. What I'm watching, I'm watching Waco American Apocalypse on Netflix. This, as you know, guys, is the series. I finally had time to make space and sit down and watch this. This is a series by our friend, friend of the pod, Tiller Russell, who we had on a couple months ago. Uh, he made the series. Uh, he also made the uh, uh, Night Stalker series as well. You know that. And he has something else very big coming up right around the corner on that on Netflix. But uh, Waco American Apocalypse Great story. Even if you know the Waco story, you're going to dig this. Check it out. Also, I'm watching Dave, uh, Little Dicky. You're sure you know all about Dave over on Hulu. Great series. Uh, check him and his fucked up penis out when you have a chance, if you haven't already. I am reading. Hold on. Wait for it. I got to find out the name of this article so I can get it right. I got it on my phone here. Hold on. Open in the right browser. This is a magazine article from Inside Hook. It's called A Closer Look at Bob Dylan's Confounding and Compassionate Christian Trilogy, Revisiting the Musician's Born Again Christian Phase by Timothy Bracey. This was published back in 2021. Um, as you know, I've been listening to Slow Train Coming, and this uh, prompted a little, little research uh, for me to try to get into these, these Dylan records that most people have just sort of discarded and overlooked uh, because they're, they're sort of non-secular. Uh, this article is not what I expected. It is actually a lot uh, more open-minded than I thought it would be. And if you're interested in this uh, era of Bob Dylan, we definitely covered it on our Bob Dylan uh, episode in our series, Blood on the Tracks, that we did on Bob Dylan. And uh, this is a really interesting look into it. Again, this is uh, the, the, the online magazine. is called Inside Hook. The author's name is Timothy Bracey, and the name of the article is A Closer Look at Bob Dylan's Confounding and Compassionate Christian Trilogy, Revisiting the Musician's Born Again Christian Phase. Check that out. I'm going to take a quick break while you do, and I will be back in just a bit. All right, let's recap, shall we? Skip James. The Skip James episode is out right now. You can check that out. Guys, number two, I totally forgot I spaced to I spaced on talking about this. We have a two-part episode on Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. That's coming out next. 
Uh, obviously, you don't want to sleep on that. Uh, Poltergeist, uh, we re-released that episode in the Badlands feed. Go subscribe to Badlands. It's a different feed than Disgraceland. Go get that. Uh, get queued up. You're going to want the new season of episodes that are coming on May 3rd. Number four, In Excess and Michael Hutchins are coming this year. Even if you have an attitude and exist on Twitter, they're coming. I kid. I kid because I love. I don't kid about the episode on Michael Hutchins. It's definitely coming. I kid about giving the Twitter user shit. All right. And now, my moment of bliss. Me. Reading the phone book in honor of Tiller Russell's Waco and American Apocalypse, I give you the phone book, me reading the phone book from 1972, Dallas, Fort Worth area, and away we go. Red Noodle Club, live entertainment, open seven days until 2 a.m. Mixed drinks, 6420-LEMON, 357-5775. Regular Fellows Club. 3024 Park Row, 9957 Reliable Auto Association, 351 West Jefferson Boulevard, 9425752. Ritz Pub, 2621 McKinney Ave, 8249491. Royal Oaks Country Club, Clubhouse, Greenville Ave, 6916091. Sahara Club, 3005 East Abram, 2619521. SIDS, 5102 South Lamar, 4280955. The Silver Q, 10647 Harry Hines, 351-9506. Sparkman Club Estates Community Club, 3366 Duchess, 357-5533. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.